I don't know if you saw the drama on Twitter, but I just thought it was freaking hilarious. People are like, Which one? <laughs> exactly. People were just like going to other streamers' chats and be like, hmm, you killed my streamer when you were sitting at the extract in the bush. That is so cringe, bro. And I'm like, dude, what do you expect? It's Tarkov. It's a tournament. It's a survival game. Like, it's, it's a legit, like, what do you expect? And it's like, people have like... Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a focus on the continuing development of the game, patch note analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church, I'm one of your hosts, I do video editing, content creation, and rarely play Tarkov nowadays. And I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber helping players improve their confidence and knowledge and gameplay within the game that we know and love. And uh, welcome everybody back to the show again, once more. I didn't throw you off with that. (laughs) No, not too much. I was I trying was to throw like, you off. Huh? No, it's going good, man. It's going good. I actually Seriously? just played a scav run. What? Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> and did it? Uh, would you? Would do you think that it would have benefited from randoming on any map? No, I don't know. That's the, 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 I actually... Start open with a random topic. <laughs> I was actually wanting to randomly go to a map. I was like, man, I wish there was a random button because I just like, I just like. You know, I just want to load in and play. I don't really want to like invest in mid max. You know, I just kind of want to just like let me just run around as a scav. Yeah. You know, do scav things. Sometimes there's too much choice, right? If you've got like six maps and you're like, oh, I don't even know which one to play. I think people have been talking about you know having scavs on on any map. You know, that you, you don't get to choose potentially, which would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah. I think a random button for the time being would be quite nice. I think that would be quite quite nice in some ways. But. Uh... So yeah, have you been playing much much other EFT? Just a scav run, or you've been doing, doing <laughs> other stuff? That's literally been it, man. That's been it. Well, I, that's I guess like that's kind of funny because like you've been playing a bit less. I've actually been playing a lot more. Yeah. Um, because as I said, I've had a bit of bit of extra time, and this week ended up doing. So I'm actually going to be streaming tomorrow again on my usual slot, but I've had two streams this week, which I don't normally do in midweek, for like a couple of hours each, four hours. Uh, on each one and it's been it's been a good time you know it's been a good time basically wasted a lot of time trying to do like vault action quests which is a, a bit of a pain on on the first uh the first one and then kind of got fed up and was just like let's just go and kill sturman because um spoiler i've been working on a video about killing killer um which i'm actually really really excited about i finished it uh this week and it's not it's not this weekend's one it's the one for the week after but it's like Got like it's probably my best edit today. Let's say like in really? terms of like being a video editor, like I'm really I'm really pleased with how it came out. Um, is it? And so I'm excited for everyone to see it in like a week and a day, I guess. Is it like educational, informative, or what type of content? Well, the reason why I had this idea to do this one in this style is because I'm not very good at killing killer. Uh-huh. So to put out like an educational guide, I think would be uh i don't know what the word is the best <laughs> i don't know maybe like hypocritical is the wrong word but you know what i mean like i don't feel like i'm in a place to really like i'm not somebody who's going to go and do 100 killer kills let's put it that way right mm-hmm. like i hate the map and he's very hard <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm just i'm probably not going to do that i have got a lot better actually in in the process of just like trying to do it in the first place so my this video is kind of like it is still a tutorial video kind of mm-hmm. but it's sort of like more like the process it's more like a process than it is like it's like here's what i did and here's me just trying out some stuff. But it's more in the style of like, um, 
I guess the closest kind of thing would be something like maybe like Aquas videos or something. Oh, okay. It's kind of a bit more like that. Okay, so a little um, bit of storytelling experience. Yeah, okay, yeah exactly. Cool. So a bit more of that and a bit better editing and stuff. Oh, and I'm excited. So I've, and, and I've had more time, right? So I've spent yeah. like, I spent a decent amount of time on it, I'm, and I'm quite pleased with the, the way it came out. I got a bit frustrated towards the end because like, my video edit started slowing down because the, the source file was like three hours, and I didn't uh, it just ta- it takes like an hour, like two hours to proxify it and by that point yeah. i got right to the end and then it was super slow and it's just really hard to actually manage the file and i couldn't cut it down and i was like oh god but yeah anyway i'm um i'm excited for that one to go out next like yeah in eight days um because i don't know we'll, we'll see what people we'll see what people see what people say i know it's fun I had, I had fun doing it so so it's cool but yeah from that one i was like okay well let's fed up with doing Baltis and this kind of thing so let's just go and uh, do more bosses quests so i went and killed sturman um and i've been like doing a bit offline just like just trying it trying it out and like fiddling fiddling around with it and uh they did it in like two raids so that was that was that and i was like okay because that's that's why it took me like 30 raids or something with a friend we just didn't see him half the time and this one like if you imagine where the sawmill is we came in. I came in from like the southeast corner, and there's that. There's the warehouse, like the southeastmost warehouse corner. I went in. There was a guard inside. I shot at him, but he ran out. I came back out, um, kind of towards the north side, pointing towards the uh, the water. And Sturman just literally wandered around the corner, and I shot him in the face with an AK. And then I took his stuff, but I was behind the thing, so no one could see me. And then I just ran away. <laughs> and that was that so that, it's been good it's been going well and then i've been playing reserve today and getting shot in the head a lot so it's <laughs> it's all right it's all right that's uh that's that's, about, that's been my week so it's been more exciting than usual and more tarkov and i've been loving it that's be cool yeah your um <laughs> your video the mp153 video or i guess it's mm. i guess it's the shotgun quest video i don't kind know of, yeah yeah but um yeah, I, I noticed I was I noticed the extra background music throughout the video and it was like parts where like it cut off to like build the tension of what was happening in the Yeah. The, I, I just I love I love that so much and it's just like man, music can just add so much to the viewing experience. Like I it was really can. I was listening to um the podcast and I can't remember which episode. It might have been the most recent one that I went to the Twitch VOD. The catch, but anyways, they um, they were Jesse was talking about you know because he used to work in cinematography and like, you know, he would do like weddings and he would just like spend a large chunk of time on finding the perfect background music to like evoke the emotion. Like it was just like that was like half of his job. He described, and it's like I can relate to that so much right now because I'm working on this airwing video and it's like we're basically trying to cast a, cast a wide net kind of like a general sam esque video where it's just like you know appeals to a large audience outside of tarkov and um i've just like kind of put it off because i've been working on some other things and the part that i've put off is like finding more music because it just takes so long because it's gotta be copyright free and then it's gotta like fit the exact thing it's just like oh my god your mic's cut out or i'm dumb okay um no what i was saying is um i was saying yeah oh yes i did i actually found this a bit like music's really hard because there's there's not really a good way of browsing it yeah that's 
that's the issue. You don't know what it's going to sound like until you listen to it. Exactly. You just have to listen to it, right? And, it's, and that makes it really, really difficult. Like with images, you can just be like, just scroll, 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 yes. scroll, scroll. Whereas like music, it's just like, you have to like, listen to the intro, then listen to a bit in the middle. Like you have yeah. to, and you can't listen to the whole thing. There's no way. So you just have to like skip through. Does this have the feeling I want? Next one, next one, next one. And I've been using the YouTube audio library quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, I've, like, I've tapped into that a bit more. <laughs> It's okay. It's all right. There's yeah. a lot of tracks that are like not really fit for purpose, but there are some really good. There are ones some there, good so ones. Like dig yeah. through. So I've been using that, um, which is which is good. But yeah, it's, it's it's good. I think given that you like that other one and the extra edit, because I like I started trying some stuff in the shotguns one, and I tried to do things like. I did like a little test of like editing some some of the clips to like the music, like to mm -hmm. the beats and the music, mm -hmm. and I was like, I, I just couldn't make it work. Mm -hmm. So I was like, scrap that. Let's just put the video out. It's fine got it to wait this time so like I'm, nice. I, I'm, so I'm excited it's, it's cool. i'm excited i think you i think you're gonna like it i think you're yeah, gonna like yeah. it i'm excited I hope, I hope everyone else does too because it's a bit different but it's like it's in it's like close enough it's like tangentially related to what i normally do so it's like it's good um god i could we could talk about this for for ages so let's, yeah, let's yeah. jump into some like proper talky stuff um before we go, end up going on like an epic tangent. So, like news-wise, i think it's pretty slow today um this week i, I don't think there really was a, a great deal in terms of like updates when yeah as far as development goes yeah yeah i think there's like literally one thing that i just noticed now i don't know i hadn't restarted my game since my stream because i just left it on and i was like mm -hmm. doing stuff but it does appear maybe this was just a bug in mine i don't think so it does appear that there's a 10 second delay on adding stuff to the free market as of like an hour ago hmm. or something but I haven't. I didn't retest it. I didn't restart my thing and retest it. But that was the only thing that I've noticed. Like, like was it a pop up or it just wouldn't? No, as in like, as in like you you try to put. You know what? How it used to be. So when you try to put stuff on the fleet, there used to be like a minute timer or something, and it would just be like you know there'd be like a countdown timer. Maybe this was maybe this was like really early when I was playing. Um, but it used to you used to not be able to put stuff in, up instantaneously on the fleet. You used to have to wait a minute before it even got okay. listed. Um, and it seems like that's been put back but maybe i maybe i should, i don't know maybe i should have tested that before bringing it up but that was what was happening when i just just as i was closing because i closed it just to get a bit of extra performance so I, um and i noticed that because i just like put a few things up and i was like hi oh, everyone's things is taking like 10 seconds to go up so unless it's some like wild desynchronization thing that was happening just to me just today in the last hmm. hour i doubt it because it was like a flat 10 seconds on every on everyone it seemed when people were putting stuff up so oh I don't really like know it's a countdown for. timer like the yeah, actual yeah, yeah. timer so it's like gray and it's yeah. countdown, countdown. i think it might be like if you put something up by accident then you can cancel it like That's pretty good... quickly but i don't know if Sorry. yeah I'm not sure because there used to be a delay and there isn't there isn't one yeah, anymore because now there really wasn't. Sometimes you would hit refresh and like there would be like a you know zero zero dash zero one yeah. and then it would like tick and then it would hit the it would go up. That's a good point actually. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, so I don't know. That's 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 that really. And then I guess like yeah, Twitch Twitch rivals, which um, unfortunately mm -hmm. I didn't get enough of a chance to really watch that much. I watched a bit. I watched the bit of the NA one. Mm -hmm. Um. But then I had to switch off. And it does seem... So I was really harsh on Twitch Rivals last time. Mm -hmm. And it does seem like they've fixed the format to actually make it way better. And with the private servers and stuff, it made it 
way, way, yeah, way better a, than last time. Like the previous big. Twitch rivals to me was watching three people independently complete challenges solo without talking to each other, right? And it yeah, was really bad. That was bad. Yeah. This one was just like everybody's like fighting against other streamers. You've got both perspectives. Like the gunfights are fun. Like it, it was like it's super, super cool to watch. I, I had like a great time and then I had to leave, unfortunately. Um, but it was like the bit that I watched was really fun. I watched I watched Clean get taken out on the outside section of like third story dorms mm-hmm. by someone else in in two story dorms, and I was like, oh man, this is like so good. And he was like trying to crawl out with a tank battery and gets like shot off the roof. I was like, man, this is sick. Like it was it it was like really good fun to watch. Um, I don't actually like this. I don't know whether I'm going to go back and like watch. I didn't even spoil myself as to who won, so I might I might go and finish it. I'm not sure. There's just like there's too much content. It's so difficult. Yeah. It's so hard. You know, between like all the different like tournaments and podcasts and YouTube and everything, like you know, and doing your own stuff, it's so hard to keep up with everything. To be honest with you, especially like long form kind of things. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Did you, did you catch like a lot of rivals or like what, what were your thoughts on it? I was watching um, someone commenting on it like rebroadcasting it essentially okay. um but i really i really wasn't interested in, in rivals to be honest just not my jam just because of the format or um just like the way it was presented or just because you're not really into like competitive dark right now just not really interested in competitive dark <laughs> and that's fine because it's not really a competitive game right that's that's <sighs> Yeah, that's that's kind of my thing. So that's I, I competitive in the in a in a traditional like sporting sense. The game's not built from the ground up to be a competitive shooter. So for me, I just am not. It just doesn't like I, I sort of have like a, a certain threshold. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah. Like for example, you know, I was like when Apex Legends came out and there was a big hype about it. I was like really into it and I really wanted to get into the competitive scene. But I started noticing that things were cropping up, and it was like, hmm, this isn't really conducive to like esports. Um, you know, this should be changed, and some of the stuff got changed. Um, but it was like the game wasn't built from the ground up to be. A competitive esport title you know what i mean like valorant for example yeah so it's just like i was trying to shove that mold into a game that wasn't built for that so like i just wouldn't for me personally tarkov wasn't built for that so it's like i don't want a i don't want to shove into that and b I, i'm just not interested in yeah i just i don't know that's it I for think, me yeah it's, it's it's funny it's like I know kind of I really think now that, that we have a, like a good idea and I'm going to I'm going to reference nice guy again because he's just a legend um, <laughs> from like the stuff that he does and like the various things that people have interpreted from Nikita and like the way he comes across the podcast and whatever. I, I feel like those who are paying enough attention have a good idea of what they want to do and where they want to go with the game despite that. And I'm actually excited for the, the end state. Right. So there's some people who are not excited for the end state and there are some people who are despite that. I still think it's kind of cool that they're doing these kind of like custom servers and that kind of thing. Do, do you think they would change your opinion like with arena mode, right? If they did like competitive tournament play within arena when oh, it's yeah. built for like, people, when it's built for it, right? Would that change that would change oh, that's, because the the whole the whole gig with arena seems to be it's going to be built around like it's a separate game A and it's built for competitive 
right? That's kind of my interpretation. So yeah, that, that's like a whole yeah. different ball game. And yeah, I'll let you finish. No, oh, no. All I was going to say is that like we don't have that, and so I kind of yeah. don't mind, right? And it's um, you know, it's something different. It's something interesting. And I think like I mentioned this previously about like what else is there to do in Tarkov once you reach the end of the the game and stuff. And it's just like well, competing in tournaments is like really one of those things where yeah, people either make up their own rules like with shifties tourneys and that kind of stuff um and various other ones evasion and, and all these guys or you have like you know private rule sets which are created by bsg because it's like a big headline thing um like twitch rivals which i think is fun as like a as a, as a kind of test and it's like something for, for people to do and people to watch and kind of keeps interest in in tarkov for people as well who've kind of got a bit like bored of just like the main the main game loop that uh, we yeah. all know and love so I'm i'm cool with it and you know i think that's fine i think that's like People who don't really want to watch it, that's okay. And but there's like a, you know, clearly a subset of the community that's uh, that's happy for it. And I think even people like me who are looking forward to the end state of the game and it not being quite as like arcadey as it is now, mm-hmm. um, and some of the arcadey things taken away, can still like I can still go you know watch it and enjoy it for what it is and just be like, okay, this is the game state right now, and then you know we're just having fun with it kind of thing. Um, and and that's and that's kind of that. So. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's fine. I, I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I think it's good to watch. Yeah, and it's like I, you know, I don't want to like say we should delete Tarkov competitive organizations and tournaments. <laughs> like that's not what I'm saying. It's just for me, it's not interesting. And I just like I I will say I think there could be a genre or like a space for like a competitive survival game. Because it's something that's not been done before, right? Like, I think the closest mm. thing is PUBG Battle, like Battle Royale, right? That was sort of like, yeah, they took the Daisy. <laughs> so funny, dude. The 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 like iterations of how we got to the Battle Royale yes. genre. Um, but yeah, it's like they they changed the rule sets and like changed a bunch of things, and now it's like we got the Battle Royale genre, and it's like I, I think there could be like, um. A competitive survival game right but it's like there's got to be like the skill like this the skill factor's got to be pretty high and then like you also gotta like have like a very controllable amount of rng at least at least for my standards anyways for me yeah, to be like it's hard i was like just like my immediate thoughts is like to add a survival element you need a certain amount of like just time in there otherwise it just feels weird i don't know maybe you could do it in like i feel like certain games have more like more leeway right it's like apex just kind of has like more leeway i don't know i'm, I'm quite like a you know for for all of my kind of breaking things down to like you know the the, the min maxing stuff and like you know what essentially is this kind of thing the the veneer that a game sits within is actually still important to me in some way like i'm not a huge fan of the call of duty battle royale just because it feels weird to me i don't i don't mind in apex the way that the time to kill works because it's like you know science fiction kind of thing so mm-hmm. I, it kind of like it matters less and you can kind of have more more scope in there so maybe you could do something where it's just like you know, a survival game that's not necessarily around, like, you know, um, real people in, like, the modern world. You could do something different where you have to go and get different things or whatever, and it could be competitive. So you have to... Because the, the thing about survival is that you have diminishing resources that need to be continuously f- filled up. That's that's the, the ultimate premise of survival, yeah. right? That's what make that's what, well, that's what people mean when they say survival. You have bars that go down, and you have to do right. something to make them go up. And if you don't make them go up, you die. 
Yeah, that's what survival yeah. means, because and that's what differentiates it from like you know Call of Duty and CS:GO right. and all of those other games, right? In those games, you can just sit there and it's fine. But there's like there's a some kind of ticking time element in those games, which you know maybe you're a robot and you're just gonna get get oil. I don't know. It's a stupid example, but you, you know what I mean, right? And I know, I get like, you. And you, I think you could maybe play around it because the problem that you you have is that it might be the best game ever, and you might be able to like make a competitive game out of like daisy where people are like camping out and stuff and it's just like day three of the you know and it's like well who's that who can actually play who can realistically play that you know what i mean that's yeah. the problem with some of these that's, things it's just like yeah. that's the uh, other factor around people like um the entertainment value you know it's like do we really want to mm. have, have a tournament and it's like uh you know okay day three jimmy is still trying to find the wood to build the campfire for his survival yeah. you know what i mean it'd be like some weird <laughs> let's switch perspective to larry you know larry exactly. is currently harvesting his old friend that he met you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I don't know i'm not sure maybe that's uh something that somebody so you know some clever game design person is going to come up with at some point but yeah it is funny seeing like the the jumps to getting to where we are where we are now but um yeah to wrap it up on unrivals the it is <laughs> I just I, it just makes me laugh man because not rivals but it's okay so it's good in that it's something for people to do during a, during these low periods like oh my god dude Tarkov right now is such a bad low period but we won't get into that um and that's great and it's like you know there's entertaining and one entertainment value and whatnot but then it's like people <laughs> dude, I don't know if you saw the drama on Twitter, but I just thought it was freaking hilarious. People are like, one. <laughs> exactly. People were just like going to other streamers' chats and be like, hmm, you killed my streamer when you were sitting at the extract in the bush. That is so cringe, bro. And I'm like, dude, what do you expect? It's Tarkov. It's a tournament. It's a survival game. Like, it's it's a legit, like, what do you expect? And it's like, people have like, this is like where it's like kind of worries me because like once we start like going away from like punisher right punisher is like just straight up pvp you know what i mean yeah and even then we're just like anyways when we start going to these other elements it's just like people want to see these guys just like shift w and just like you know pvp but then when it's yes 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 but it's just like, oh my god, guys! Like, like, and it's just like the message that's getting sent, because this is the thing, right? It's like it's a big event, you know. People see it, they get eyes. So now they have this perception of what the game is supposed to be, or they have these false perceptions, and then they go, and now they're in the community, and then it's just like it causes so much split amongst the ginormous split we already have with all the different div- divisivity in the in the Tarkov community. It's just like another thing that's just like. Oh man, but 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 I think it is overall a net positive. So yeah, I did see those. I did. I think I saw some rumblings of this. I didn't actually see. Um, I didn't realize that that was actually happening. Like people going into each other's streams and stuff. Because like I didn't. I didn't watch it live anyway. It happens every um, every rivals man, and it's it's so it's so cringe, dude. It's actually 
Sorry. I think I saw the posts afterwards, though. I saw the people being like, you know, stop talking about people's play styles and yeah. blah, 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 right? Like, it's the, it's the, the rule set is the rule set, and then that's that. You know, and we've spoken about this before, too. It's like, if you don't want the rule set to be like that, then you got to, you know, kill people if they sit there for five seconds in a bush near the extract within 200 meters or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it's stupid, but um, you just, like, people are going to play the game. They're going to play the game however they want. And if it's yeah. in the rules, it's in the rules. But there was... Um, yeah, I mean that's just like that's just that's just that's just it's, communities and that's just people and I like whatever, right? There's going to be a, a vocal minority in everything and all these things usually. Um, yeah, no, I did, I did see, I did see Clean's uh, video about it and stuff because, like, I don't know, if you, some people just enjoy playing that way as well. Even I don't, if it's not necessarily like you know. I don't think it's really a minority thing because it falls into that Chad and Rat category, and and we have to think. General Sam for for that destructivity. I mean, I, I, that's not a diss on General Sam, but it's just like, <laughs> dude, the the fallout from that has just been like we're still dealing with. The, anyways, so <sighs> I think, I don't know. I think it's also just the fact that like, like it's more exciting watching someone shift W around like headshotting everyone. Right? It's like there's the a reason value, why. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason why when Landmark's live, like fifty percent of the entire viewer base is watching his stream. Right? There's a, there's a reason for that because. People watch, I don't know, people watch streams for different reasons, but there's like sure. a good, there's a good percentage of people that want to watch somebody who's really, really, you know, really good because it's exciting to watch somebody who's just awesome, right? It's the same reason why people watch Shroud, you know, and I've, I've watched Shroud on and off forever um, just because like that man just can click heads like no one else and also is kind of funny on stream. Um, and it's just like, it's 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 just one of those things. But there's always there's going to be people who want to watch that, and other people who who want to watch something else. And ultimately, I don't know. Like the game's just going to go the way that's going to go, regardless. And people are, people are going to say what they're going to say. I don't know. But people worry too much. I think about about the about the community on this kind of thing. I think like with where BSG is concerned, I'm like less worried just because Nikita just kind of does what he wants. <laughs> in some ways, anyway. In some ways, but compared to other studios, I mean other. Other studios might change it so that it's like, oh, okay, well, this is really popular and it's Shift W meta and all this kind of thing, and that's what people want to see. So we'll just you know make it more like that. But yeah, I don't think that's going to be the case with EFT. I really hope to God not. Anyway, that but I'm, that's where I'm worried, man, because it just it just seems. I, I don't I don't think that's the case because there's been a lot of like reassurance from Clean specifically. <laughs> He's been sort of my copium. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, he plays slow, right? So, well, it's not even him playing slow. It's 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 what he's been preaching lately. I don't know if you've seen his rants of as of late, but I've seen some of them. Yeah, he's he's been my copium. I'm like, there's hope, you know, because because it's just yeah. been like, man, it's been really slow since I've started playing, and like Tarkov's been this way since the get go. This like arcade esque movements and 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 gameplay, right? And so it's like we're yeah we're four years later and it's like we still we're basically still in the content rollout phase it seems like it's I mean it sounds like inertia is going to ETS soon and then that will come eventually but they have like yeah. it, they have like such a long list of different mechanics that have been like pushed back multiple patches now <laughs> like I think we were supposed to get the the armor hit zones like three patches ago or four patches ago or something. I'm not trying to like exaggerate yeah. too much, but it was something like that. And then anyways, 
my point being, it's just like it's it's worrisome because you know the communication line plus the Nikita isms plus just since I've been in a community for a year, it's just I've seen. I don't know. I don't know. It's just gotta huff that clean copium, man. Gotta huff it, dude. You know, so. Yeah, I think like one thing that sometimes people miss. I don't know. I'm going to be like slightly. Con- I'm I'm always kind of slightly contrarian when it comes to inertia, right? And mm-hmm. I think one thing that people like forget a little bit about is that it's more obvious to players who've been playing for a long time, like a lot more obvious, which obviously is an issue, and those things are getting fixed. But you can play EFT for like a year and not really notice any of these problems, and the game feels really hard and really hardcore for ages until you're like. Oh, this is how it works. Oh, okay. I can just like, you know, bounce around the map and you know, just AD AD doorways and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like I I don't know. I think it also depends on like how people play too cuz I feel like a lot of people who I don't know. Like I feel like there's quite a lot of people who complain about the kind of that kind of gameplay and it's just like, well, if you just shift W to dorms and then you AD AD around doorways and that's like the kind of gameplay you're going to get. Like I played I played like you know, 3 hours of reserve today. And I didn't get into any fights that were like that. You know, I was like playing outside around the train yard and like they're all kind of like medium, like 50 to 100 meter distance. Like, I don't know if you kind of like a playing talk of like the way it should be played is a stupid thing. But like, I tend to play it like that just because it's like how I, how I, it's how I enjoy playing the game. And I don't see like half the issues just aren't a problem then because it's like inertia doesn't really matter because it's like you're all out and like there's like soft cover and stuff. It's not like you're just hard, hard cover around doorways. Like there are better, there are better games to play if you just want like really, like because labs is quite simplistic, for example, right? And there's a lot of people who play labs and it's just like ADA slick HK better. But there are better games if you want like minimal terrain and, you know, just twitch gameplay there's better there's better games to do that i'm i'm actually amazed right. like the one thing that amazes me is the number of people who are just like sick fps players that play eft like that i mean maybe they just enjoy the gun customization all that kind of stuff but like it seems kind of weird that these people are playing tarkov in the first place because like it's a massive load times to load into these raids individually and you have to spend all this time like even the best people who are quick because you have to spend ages faffing around with your inventory and all this kind of stuff it just seems like almost like opposites to the way that they actually want to play the game it's like what i actually don't know and this is and this is a genuine question this isn't like me being annoying or anything why aren't they playing call of duty i actually don't really get it maybe it's because of the weapons modding maybe it's because the way the game feels and that kind of thing but like they're not there for the survival element so how how did they even end up here i know this one question that i've kind of had for ages <laughs> yeah that's a good question i i think part of it may just be because i was thinking about this earlier is like when you have like a genre defying game like half-life for example you have like three sort of and i promise i'm going somewhere different. you have like three sort, sort of different categories you have like the gameplay right in like a Venn a Vin diagram, then you have the art style or the art direction, mm-hmm. and then you have the story slash like um, I'm trying to think of a better word. It can like sort of fall into like the art category, but how it like uh relates to people, if you will, you know what I mean. Like it's uh, Half Life was like sci fi, um, this like sci fi universe, you know what I mean. So people that are like in the yeah. sci-fi, like that might kind of interest them. Where some people are like, mm, I really like how this looks because it's like new graphics at the time. You know, this was like really advanced. And then like some people are like, they play it and like the gameplay that they're seeing from the trailer looks like unique and different. So that kind of like pulls them in. But there could be like overlap. You could really like all three of those things. But my point is, I think that 
maybe if we apply that same logic to what you were saying, maybe people really like the gameplay aspect of the looting part, right? Because I don't think there's that similar arcade sure. style with like the looting. Like Apex maybe would be like the close thing, but this is like a lot of more depth in that area. Like there's there's more depth. I don't know. It's so weird with Tarkov because like, man, it's just like if the, like they could totally go down this like COD arena shooter route and make like the gun recoil like really insanely difficult to like control and like increase the skill gap. Um and like it it would probably be like an amazing game, you know, but it would be like something completely different. Like there's like yeah. some but yeah, to your point, I, I mean, I, I kind of, yeah, it is it is a good question. I, I don't know. I'm sure there's something there that's like, you know, pulling them in, whatever that is. Yeah, I guess it's also kind of like, you know, maybe people just started playing and they just really like it. As you said, I, I think that's one thing that maybe I didn't think about, which is kind of, if you play card, right, it's like you kill somebody, it's like, okay, well, then that's just onto the, onto the next kill. Whereas in this, like, it is quite, you do feel a sense of progression and, you know, reward when you're just like, yeah, reward, I killed you reward. and I get to take all of your stuff. Yeah. You know, that's like proper, you know, sort of ego boosting kind of thing which is like yeah. you know some people really really like that and it is rewarding when you kill somebody and you get to take all their stuff and they've got really good gear and it's you know like i killed some guy today and he had like a, a slick on with all this stuff i actually thought he was um kind of like low gear just because the way he looked but i think it was the rig he had on and i was like oh my god it's a slick um and it's, it's kind of yeah it's kind of cool but i don't know i don't know it's um yeah it's it's, it's tricky but it's certainly going to go that way more and like i think them having the arena is is going to be important for these people because otherwise they're not going to have a home. They're going to be homeless. All these homeless chads, church. What what are we going to do with them? We're going to have to find like a shelter for them. You know, take in a sponsor sponsor a chad. You know, um, for, for three dollars a month, you can you can give a chad a you know a, a warm a warm slick to to run around labs in with full inertia and you can't I can't peek corners anymore and you know jumping takes your whole stamina bar. A lot of people could be very sad. Um. Anyway, anyway. Um. Yeah. Any any other thoughts, on, or should we should we skip on to something else? No, I think uh, I think that covers it. So cool. So you mentioned something to me, which I thought, <laughs> yes, let's talk about this. Uh oh. Which was about. There's actually quite a few of these, and it's a secure container. Okay. Let me let me say let me say what it's going to be first. No, we're not talking about secure container. It's banned. The secure container is banned. It is absolutely banned. Maybe we'll talk about it later. No, no, it's banned. Um, so there's been obviously a lot of people like with the lull period. It means a lot of people start talking about the game. A lot of people start thinking, probably a bit too much. Um, but a lot of people start thinking, and and you know, and it's and it's uh, it's it's good. It's good. But I think you mentioned to me about. Jesse Kazam's civilian flea market idea. And there's a few things floating around. Like it's, I don't just want to talk about that okay. because, um, but it's a good starting point anyway. Um, because like, yeah, I was, I was going through some, uh, Q and a stuff to like try and put something together for, for that. And someone was asking me about another idea too, which was the crashed one, which he put out actually quite a while ago, but it's still relevant now. And so between the two of yeah. them, we can kind of, you know, open up with, with, jesse's idea because it's new and kind of like link it back to crash's idea and what 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 we think there because i watched this video it's long but it's a it's a conversation with chat um, yeah and he basically says time in the game always wins but things shouldn't always be accessible at all times i was actually talking to my chat today on stream saying i think 
everybody agrees that all things shouldn't be accessible at all times. I think everyone who's like looking at the end state of the game and understands where it's supposed to be going via Nikita, etc., that we were talking about before, all agree that all things shouldn't be accessible at all times. How exactly to do that is the real question. That's the real yeah. question. But everybody seems to agree on that point. And so he, his idea is the civilian fleet where you can't have, is it weapons, armor, and ammo, I think. It says weapons, armor, and ammo are not allowed on the fleet. Yeah. Everything else kind of works as normal. So good ammo, you basically have to craft it. Mm-hmm. Good armor, you have to barter for it. And the traders work as, as usual, mm-hmm. is his idea. Um, now, I'm just going to give like a one, my one line thought about it, which is, okay. I don't think it's bad. I think it helps. I don't think it goes far enough. That's that's basically yeah. my my stance on it. I, I I have the same opinion. I just I just love that he was even crafting, like he was even thinking. You know what I mean? Like I don't mean as an insult in any way, but it's just like, man, we just like anything to like progress the conversation because I just like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if BFG, BSG even knows because what what you said, your statement where it's like, um, everyone agrees that we don't need uh, everything shouldn't be accessible always. We need to figure out how to solve that. That's like the study of economics is the uh, distribution of scarcity, of, you know, the scarce items. So it's like, yes, <laughs> you know, yeah. And we're in this testing loop where literally everything's accessible. <laughs> so it's like. I don't know. It's just like, and then we're in this long pause period, which is why I'm like, I need that copium. Like, what's going on, BSG? I know you're working. I know you, I know you're working on Lighthouse. I know you're working on streets. I know you're working on factory expansion. But when's the gameplay loop going to get fixed? You know what I mean? So yeah, sorry. Yeah. Bit of a yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. I wanted to hear your. I want to hear your thoughts on it. I don't, yeah, I think it's. I think it's interesting. I mean, before before I before I delved like too deeply into it, I was kind of just thinking about other games now tarkov is different and i always bring it back to diablo but i mean diablo is a a, a pretty standard like roguelike rpg right because it's kind of the 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 big difference between tarkov and these other games is that when you die you lose your gear right there's that's not that doesn't really happen like dark souls yeah kind of you have to go get your get your body back whatever like it doesn't really happen in the same way as an eft right yeah and that's kind of one of the issues is that like mmos an RPG, RPG style MMOs, and even the roguelike ones. It's like once you get a thing, you keep that thing even if you die. Unless you're playing like specific hardcore or whatever, but like the, the usual game mode of these things. And so that like you get your progression, you get your progression there from those things that you collect. And it's usually from some, you know, either a rare place or a you know, rare monster, or you have to do some particular task or, or whatever. But like that difference aside, are you like you you lose your gear when you when you die in EFT? Like, it does seem weird to me that the best gear in the game is sold effectively in town by a merchant. Mm -hmm. I find that concept on its own really odd. Can you imagine if you're playing Diablo, right? And it's just like, oh, well, you don't actually have to really go out and, like, do any of the stuff. You have to go and do, like, specific things for this man in town. And once he sends you on enough quests, you can just buy the best item in the game from him. Mm-hmm. You don't need to kill any bosses. You don't need to go yeah. and, you know, do any particular other things. You just need to do the things he tells you to go and do. And then once you've done that, once you've done that, you can now buy the, the best items whenever you like and fairly cheaply from him. It like, 
okay long story long story short long story short it's the traders that's my take right i really do think the traders are a big problem i think the traders are a massive problem because the thing about jesse's one and i'm i, I do want to touch on crash's one as well because someone asked me specifically about crash's old one and just as a if, if i'm bringing this now into the conversation as well crash's one is basically the wipe gets split up into four periods mm-hmm. one two three four everyone unlocks the level different level traders at the same time like simultaneously mm-hmm. so that everyone has access to the gear all at the same time and raiders are locked off until like or raiders with like proper gear are locked off until level mm-hmm. like the, the fourth stage so it like keeps the early wipe for a month then stage two of the wipe for a month and then stage three of the wipe blah 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 with no flea market but with no flea yeah with no flea but the problem that I have with this is that the trade the traders still bypass this entire game loop just by having everything accessible like right there Mm-hmm. Right, like right there in the, in the menu i'm like i'm big i'm a big fan of like having to actually go out and go and get to go and do something to get the good yeah. stuff i just don't yeah. think it like i just oh, i just can't see how it makes sense long term to have the traders have everything on them and well, i guess they probably won't do but like most of the ideas that people are talking about maybe it's because it's baby steps towards you know the end solution or whatever um but the, most of the ideas that people are talking about now it's still just like oh the traders still exist like kind of in their current form like yeah maybe you delay it you know maybe there's other stuff that happens but like i just i don't i don't see how it i don't see how they i don't see how you fix all the problems without without changing the traders in some way i feel i feel like the traders are almost more fundamental than the flea right because it's like oh well what do you think if you were an outsider looking in an eft i'm sorry for going on for so long but it's like quite a it's quite a complicated yeah topic an outsider looking in, you'd say, what's really, really OP in EFT right now? Like, as a complete outsider's perspective, thermals and 338 Lapua AP, mm-hmm. right? Well, the thermal headset no one uses because it's like 10 million rubles. Mm-hmm. Lapua AP, some people use, but it's pretty rare because it's 80k mm-hmm. per shot. Normal thermal scopes are also kind of rare, except for the ones where you can just like scan them off of some kind of barter. If you're looking at them on the flea, they're like nearly 600,000. So not that many people use them because they're really, really boob expensive. So the flea there is not a problem. These things are completely broken, these items really, in their like in a vacuum. But because of the way that they're in the in the flea market, they're very they're very rare in the game. They're... So the things that you see continuously is the stuff on the traders. So the flea there's not an issue, right? Like if the slicks weren't on the traders, they'd probably be like a million and a half or something in the current life. It's the same thing with Kadura, right? Kadura is like super cheap and the slicks or whatever are really cheap because you can you can make Kadura really easily for eight thousand and then barter it up. I don't know, it's just like it just seems to be that the traders are much more of a problem than than anything else. Like I've got all these like thoughts in my head, but I mean, yeah, nothing nothing's ever gonna get implemented based on what we what we what we say, but like they're bringing weapons durability and like I have like, you know, in my mind, like, oh, you know, to get a brand new weapon, you have to go to Kibber. Otherwise, the trader's only going to sell you one that's like 60 to 70 durability or something. And you're going to get weapons mm-hmm. malfunctions because mm-hmm. it's all like secondhand junk from Prapo off the flea. Like the real flea, not not the not the flea in the game. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, Prapo's like crappy, dusty warehouse where he sells you like an AKM with like 30 durability or whatever because you're some scrub. But if you go to Kibber, you might be able to get yourself a shiny AK-103 and then it's just like, oh, well, I really want to go and get those guns because those guns don't lock up all the time. Like, where's the incentive to go into raid? This is the this is the thing. So, this is the thing for me. And like, I don't like the way the traders bypass the game loop. Yeah, I would say 
you're right in that they don't, you know, they, they do bypass the game loop, and it's really just a placeholder till there's traitors in raid. Does that's that's I don't know. That's my assumption is that the game will be open world in that you will go from map to map to map, and I don't I don't think they're going to connect all the maps, and it's going to be one giant daisy map. You know, I I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to be you loan to a raid, you extract, and then you can like choose where you want to go based off that location. And then if you want to buy something from the trader, you got to go and get the money, go into the trader zone, and it's probably going to be like a safe zone. But my point is there, in theory, they could keep everything they got, um, but the trader's in raids, so now there's a risk element, right? So now when I go to the trader, I buy the thing. Now I gotta carry the thing, like the weight system. Now I gotta, you know, I'm I'm overweight. Now if I die at any point in my progress back to go put the thing in the stash, then I, you know, that's like that's a come up from someone else. So that's like the getting back to that hardcore essence of Tarkov. Like that would help with that. But <laughs> I was about to ring in secure container. But anyways. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the the to your point though, we there could there could abs- absolutely they could. You made you made a statement about APMO thermals, like the to my knowledge that T seven thermal. I don't know if you can find it in raid, but that's really the only two places you can get it. Let's just say it's like a like a point zero zero one percent spawn, and Jaeger yeah. level four sells it, so it's locked behind a. Uh, a time sink or an RPG progression system, so you have to get to level forty or whatever level requirements, do all the Jaeger tasks, and then you can get that. Mm-hmm. And then they just set the price ridiculously high, so then it's locked behind a big, big uh, yeah. price cash thing. But whereas the APMO, right? You can't craft it, you can't buy it from traders. It's extremely scarce, and it's in low supply. When you loot it, you only get like four to eight stacks. So that naturally just drives up the price because it's an it's always in demand. The really good shit is gonna always be in demand. Everybody wants the really good shit. So that and I love that. I love that about the ammo. Like I was so happy when they made that ammo not freaking craftable, not freaking sold from trader because it's just like straight up natural economics. It the market sets the price. The market has a value. The market says it's really valuable and it's really scarce. So we're gonna set the price really high. Like it's great. I love it. I love it. They need to do that shit to a lot. Like so, because when you hit level ten, you have access to everything, right? Anything yep. in the game you have access to. Um, just a matter of cash. Cash is king. Mm-hmm. At that point, you effectively killed the middle class. There is no middle class. There's the poor people, and then there's the elites. <laughs> there is no middle class because a like you said the i mean the 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 slicks themselves like they're found in caches they're found off raiders um so they're they're not super scarce but they're always going to be in demand because it's the best shit you know what i mean so it's like they have to like take that that slick if they remove from the trader they would have to like take it off raiders and probably take it out of caches and have it like a really low percent spawn in like crates or something. I don't know. I don't know. But if they lowered the, what what they need to do is like 
build a middle class because once they have a middle class, everyone's going to be on the equal playing field when they hit level 10. If the market is just flooded with mid-tier gear, like just a huge amount of mid-tier gear, and then like there's a really tiny, small little portion that's like the most expensive, most scarce, most valuable shit that's like really hard to get. I'm using a lot of swear words. Sorry, uh, explicit filter. (laughs) (laughs) Like, man, dude, it would be like, oh, and then it would be like every raid, like maybe like every other raid, you would run into one Giga Chad and he wouldn't even be a Giga Chad because he's only going to have like a drum mag. It's like, oh my God, he has a drum mag. This thing is so freaking rare. You know what I mean? Not like I run into him. It's like, he's got a slick Alton, you know, M61 MDR voodoo scope, you know, grenade launcher on his backpack. No, he's got like one, <laughs> one ultra rare thing on him that he's paid an arm and a leg and a hatchet runner for. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dude, yeah, it, yeah, like, exactly. And then they have, and if they can create the middle class, then you would have like the, the middle class would feed the, the, the top the elites and then it would like feed the low end players because then like everybody's like trying to get money to buy the really good stuff so like SKSs are like going to be like man dude it's just like there's so much stuff and then the other problem is like I don't know I don't know anyways um, let, let me just tie it back to some of the things you were saying so Jesse Kazam's thing one thing that i noticed is one thing i liked about it is that he spoke with what was chad's like an open discussion he was like hey let's talk about it here's my goal here's what i want to accomplish here's my idea let's talk about the pros and cons one of the things that came up was what if we um what if we allowed guns and not um all the other stuff you mentioned and he was like yeah we could do that but um i don't want to get like too specific too restrictive but it it, to me i just feel like we lose a little too much by just um limiting or excluding these categories of ammo armor guns because we kind of just like say hey these aren't allowed like what he's accomplishing does happen but the way he's going about it i I didn't agree with because we're kind of like losing on this player economy right like if i want to like find something really valuable that happens to be a gun or armor and sell it, make money, then I have that option. Whereas now it's like, you have to use it, you know? And it was just kind of like, I feel like we were losing a little bit on that. end. And then the other thing was, um, crashes version is a, I, I, I'm pretty like anti not flea market. (laughs) That's just, that's pretty, I'm, I'm yet to see really a good argument for it. Um, because essentially, if you remove the flea market, then what happens is, is so now once you hit level ten, you've you've beaten Tarkov, right? You've won the you've won the game. Congratulations, welcome to end game. You know what I mean? <laughs> am, am I wrong or now? Yeah, yeah, now. Sorry, now. Kind, sort of, sort of, but yeah, I I know I know what you mean because like everything's unlocked. Exactly. There is no progression at that point, right? It's yeah. the 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 most progression well, i mean kind of because it's kind of like two-tier economy isn't it it's just like if you want to buy a slick at 600 if you want to do the barter at level four it's like 250 or something you know so there is like there's still like some progression but yeah you, you have you theoretically it's have a, access to everything it's a win more progression yeah but it's it's like whereas before the old way when there was no flea market right it was purely i know i'm going long it was purely a 
level heavy focus. So the difference between a level 10 and a level 40 was like massive because a level 40 had access to all the best gear 24-7. Whereas the level 10 guy, no flea market, he doesn't have that. And he doesn't even have the tools to, to be able to handle that guy. So if you were like playing three months into the wipe and you load it, excuse me, in the factory and you got your little Makarov or whatever, you know, your, your, I don't, I don't even SKS with PS rounds. You can't kill the guy that's coming around with the juggernaut armor. You know, you just can't. So it's like, and because to your other point, when you're talking about Diablo, because we're, we're in like the simulation world and, and we have this RPG like system and we don't have these like, matchmakings where we put level 10s of level 10s right like in diablo or whatever you if just imagine like a level 70 walking up to a level 10 like it's just like and and so that's why they had that right but tarkov doesn't want to do that so like we want to make the gap between level one level 40 not that extreme you know what i mean like yeah maybe maybe he should have a little bit of advantage but it shouldn't be like extreme and like you said on your stream today it was like yeah, playing one through nine is like playing hardcore. <laughs> but once you get it past is. it, yeah, yeah. But it's like, no, you're exactly right. It is, and then, and that's my that's my point. It's like once you hit level ten, welcome to end game. This is now. Now you can finally play the game. You've done the really painful part. Welcome to the end game. You know what I mean? Now you just have to get the money, and it's like you just empty up your stash because you've been hoarding all that stuff in your stash, and now you can just flea market everything. So and that's what happened to me. I did. <laughs> Yes, I mean that's like that's the way to do it, man. So, yeah. and then so, so to go back to Crash, no flea market. I think I think that you can totally keep the flea, the flea market. It adds so much value to like having a player economy in the game is just so unique. Um, and and I think that's his that's his core. The problem is like beforehand there was like meaning to the progression, right? The difference between level 40 and level 10 was massive. You know, it it felt very meaningful. So there needs to be like a hybrid approach. Um, And then like the whole time gaining stuff, it's just like, for me, I didn't really like it because if we're basically putting a cap on people's progression, it's like, you've progressed too far, no more progression for you. And so it's like, they're not going to be incentivized to play. So then at that point, what do you do? You just fill up your stash until the next progression cycle and then you click a bunch of buttons and then you max out your progression for the next period like it, it just seemed a little i don't know it felt a little weak to me uh it, yeah. it, it just it just didn't seem good to like de-incentivize people progressing too fast like i don't know uh, that seemed like a pretty big downside so yeah i think okay. like ran over <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that, that's fair. I think, like as as we said, right? The the issue is the accessibility of stuff, yes. and basically, basically forcing people to not use the best thing at all times because they physically can't. And like Jesse in his video, he was talking about mainly about ammo. I think ammo probably. Well, I don't know. Actually, is ammo the is ammo the problem? I'm not even sure, honestly, because like ammo is the t- ammo is the tool via which a player who is a lower level kills a player that is a higher level ammo is ammo is the tool with which that gets done but it is also the tool that which higher level players stand all over the face of low level players as well which is what makes it slightly new jesse basically said on his well jesse said on his like the issue is like people being able to buy the best ammo just all the time running it continuously 
So that's kind of that's it, right? And you're saying, well, if you had to craft it or find it in raid, then at least it would put a cap on it and make. I think he was. Did he say like make the craft times longer potentially, so that you'd have to like really think about it if you wanted to run certain certain types of ammo's or whatever? So you want to run M61. M61 is like the classic, I think, just because everybody runs it all the time, um, and it's really really good. And I mean, even the way it's implemented right now, like. I haven't completed. I was actually again. I was talking about this today on stream. I haven't taught. I haven't actually done the quest, which allows you to buy it from Peacekeeper. But I just craft it every now and then. And because I only put it in semi-auto guns, I'd, you get loads as well from the craft. Like it's kind of expensive. But, three hundred. Um, you get a lot. Three hundred M sixty one is a lot if you're mm. running it in like semis. Um, and so and like yeah, and I can't even buy it yet because I'm still waiting because of the sniper thing. You have to get to level five sniper and then do the quest and blah 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 all that rubbish. But um. You'd need to make the crafting time really quite long so that then you'd have to be very purposeful about what you wanted to craft when. Like, it would it would have to be, like, really long to stop Chads from using it all the time. Do you know what I mean? It would have to be, like... I think it would have to be, like, really quite punishing. Like, to get 300 M61, it would have to take you, like, a day or something. I don't know. Um, Otherwise, you, people just not... continue running it all the time anyway, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I personally think... So, to your point, you said... Or I want to address something you said. You said M61 is what kills all the low-level players. What was the exact quote there? I'm misquoting you for sure. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> it's okay. Um, you said something about um, M61 is what's killing all the low-level players. I'm I'm misquoting you there. Can you help me out? Uh, yeah. Oh, I said ammo. I said ammo is the I, ammo kind of goes both ways it seems like ammo is the the kind of the most of what jesse was talking about was around stopping people from just using the best ammo all the time i right. think a lot of the examples were talking about ammo in particular but the flip side of it right is that having good ammo is what allows lower level players to kill high level players i was kind of like okay you know i think like you know touching on some of arx's stuff previously you got mm -hmm. like the different different stages of either got juggernaut meta or most in man meta kind of thing right and most in man meta is like good bullets in a terrible gun allows most in man to kill juggernaut man and without that juggernaut man just stands on his face basically but like m61 i think is like the classic example of such i mean there's lots of rounds that are kind of like that but m61 is the classic because a it's so strong b you can craft it um and buy it from peacekeeper and buy it on the flea market and it's um mainly goes in semi i mean there are some full auto guns but it mainly goes in semi-auto guns you don't go through like reams and reams of it and chad players use it continuously like in every yeah. raid and so it's it's a bit tricky because that's that's all i was saying about that is that like how do you stop people from using it all the time well you make it less you make it scarce. but how do yeah. you do that well you have to you have to make the craft really really long well i i think that if you have it's it's just like the slicks, right? If the max progression gives you access to the best thing in the game twenty four seven ish, then isn't that kind of the the same problem as the traders? Yeah, kind of. It's like it's too this, good this, because because it can pin the the best armor in the game if that's available to the player twenty twenty two hours of the day i mean that's just it's that's really good man that's really good like 
It's like Jesse's thing. He's basically saying, well, you know, you want to stop Chad players from using it all the time, but like, and you have to be really quite deliberate about what you want to go and craft. Mm-hmm. Well, Chad players are just going to craft at M sixty one, yeah, nonstop, yeah, in the hideout. That would be the right? because nonstop. It it's because it's the best ammo, right? And yes, you, you want to run it all the time, so you do that. The 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 only like the one thing that I keep talking about mm-hmm. every time this kind of thing comes up is finding raid barters, yeah, because. I think if you get rid of the crafts and you make them finding raid barters instead, you're limited on your ability to go and get those items then. I I still don't like the way that crafting at least has a time limit on it or something, but like I don't like the way that you can just like buy stuff from the flea and just funnel it straight it's into the, the same. Hideout. I don't think it's just like it's yeah, the same. it's the same thing with the barters, right? The barters just shortcut the process of buying an item because you can just buy it off yeah. the flea and just do the barter trade with it. So like what's the point? I think finding raid barters honestly would be so sensible. Has, has anybody spoken about finding raid barters? I've never actually put anything out about it except like chatting to you on here about it. Never put out a tweet or anything. Like lots of people have talked about all sorts of stuff about gating this and civilian flea. Like I, I think civilian flea is interesting because it's basically like halfway to no flea without mm. saying no flea, right? Like what else is left? What's left? What if you do civilian flea, what's left? Items for crafting. Yeah, like items rigged. for crafting. Yeah. And helmets, maybe. Yeah. No, well, so, that's gear. But like, if this, stuff is a pro- if this stuff is a problem enough to remove it for ammo, weapons, and like armor, why is it not a problem for those other items? Why would you not just remove the fleet completely? Well, it seems l- like you l- go l- halfway. Let me, let me answer your question. So, sorry. First, the, has anyone spoken about found in raid barters? Arcs has. Uh, in work, uh, work in progress thing on Fountain Rain Barters, and I've been talking about it, and it's really it's super. That is the solution because the traders, there's no risk to doing the traders. There's no risk to buying anything on the like on the flea market. It's not Tarkov, you know what I mean? It's not when you're in Tarkov here in your PMC, you have the player choice to decide what you're going to risk. That's the Tarkov. That's the core of the game loop. Is your that gambling process, right? And you know, and there's like risk and there's reward. It's like, hmm, I could risk this slick. Um, and it may reward me in a team fight or a firefight rather. So like when you go to the trader and you say, you know, uh or you go to the hideout and you say, hmm, what do I want? I want M sixty one. You just click, 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 click. There's no risk to it. So if you have the found and raid system in either the hideout or the barters, then it becomes Hmm, now I have to go to the map. At first, I got to check and see what the barter is, right? And let's just say for this example, it uses an algorithm and it like randomizes every week or day, whatever. And it's like, you know, it uses price points, whatever. Let's say I want to yeah. buy 10 rounds of M61s and it wants like a match, light bulb, and a helix. Now I have to go and it wants it all to have the little fountain rate check. I have to go to a map, actively hunt those items. I could get them from killing other players that are hunting those items. And then I bring it to my hideout, put it, maybe I got some things, maybe I didn't. But now you have like all these multitudes of found and ray barters, found and ray crafts, where you can now sort of like go through the list and see, hmm, what do I want to craft that I found and, you know, risked and went through the whole gameplay loop. Like it's such a perfect solution to get us to the point of the in-game product. Like it's a perfect stopgap because right now we're like missing that key components of the risk factor, right? And yeah, there's too many things that just like short circuit having to actually go into the game and play. Yes. The, um, 
just as a quick side note, yeah, yeah, saying, I've heard Clean and Landmark talk about Finding Raid Barters, okay. which is interesting. Clean, yeah, yeah, Clean um, has talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, also saying, yeah, like people are basically just saying what we're saying, right? It's like Finding Raid Barters give you a goal in the game. I'm working towards getting the recipe for yes, X. Yes, Finding so Raid also makes more loot great. in the actual raids worthwhile. You're rewarded for the knowledge of knowing what certain things are for. Um, but then there's the there's a caveat from uh, Deadlock. He says, "I want. I feel like once Scav Karma is implemented, the game scope will be so different as instant killing on site phases that these issues might not even be that much of a problem." So, you know, it's 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 tricky. But like the way that the game is now, I think we kind of have to. Yeah, we have to take into con like context like the future, but the game like technicalities of like what you can make with what and what you can get access to is that's still going to remain. So regardless of whether there's there's VoIP or not, I think this, you know th- these things are still important, and the game loop's still being short circuited by too many elements. I think right now, I I don't know. I just, one okay. One really interesting thing about Final Raid Barters, by the way, is that if you remove the fleet, it happens automatically. You don't even need to make that a requirement because you can't buy it anymore. So that's yes, that. but like Final Raid Barters, what do we lose? What do you lose? What if you remove the fleet? Yes. You lose the choice of deciding to barter it or sell it to someone else for cash to because they want that item to use for something else. That's true. So what you're saying? Oh, I see. So you're saying like the actual barter item itself. So it's like, well, I don't want to use the barter item to make seven six two BP or trade for seven six two BP because I don't run AKs. You sort of but- lose on that player choice for it yeah. yeah but then i guess like you can't do as much with the cash which maybe is okay maybe it's okay because you can't you then can't buy your ammo right you still have to go and find your finding raid barter item to go and get your ammo um i suppose if you want to be making like m9 and 5 instead you know you're like well i'll take this cash because i don't want to make 762 bp but i can only buy level 4 armor with it because only level 4 armor is like three level three and four armor is like cashable. After that, it's all finding raid barters. So, but I guess like you, yeah, you need some cash for something, right? Because you're going to be needing mm-hmm. to run these level four armors while you're r- running after the level five and six stuff to to do your barters. Because otherwise, you like what what else are you going to use? Because I think it's I think it's a good I think it's I think this is kind of the way I don't know. Yeah. I like yeah. it needs it needs to be mapped out, and it's I'll say it's work it in progress. <laughs> um, and it's. Yeah, I I think it's like man, this would like because it tackles the economy, it tackles the game loop issue. Like it like it could be it could put us so much closer to like out of this like blanket yeah. statement of testing phase. You know what I mean? Because I sometimes I feel and like yet- that's a bit of a scapegoat and and I'm not trying to be too critical. I think that's fair because how, how like <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I have felt the same way as you about that. So don't, you know, I do feel that sometimes it's, there are other people who are more lenient about that than me. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Um, but also the thing is that when you were talking about like open world and all this kind of stuff, if that ends up being the case, you can just get rid of that stuff. You know, if you've put the finding raid bar system in place, or whatever, and then say, well, it doesn't, it's not necessary anymore because the risk factor is now because the traders are out in the world, then you just remove all the requirements, you know, and that's fine or whatever, you know, but it gives you like another lever to pull. To be able to do stuff, because maybe you'd still want to do finding raid barters for slicks, say, if you have to go to a particular trader that's like out in in the world, you have to bring the items to him, and you know what, whatever. But right? it would it's... effectively be found and raid, and and then it's like, 
Well, let me let you finish. I don't want to cut. Not if there was still a flea, though, because then you might still be able to go to a flea market to buy these. That's the question. Is there going to be a physical flea market? Because if there is, we literally, the only reason to have the Fountain Rain system in the game is for the container. That's, That's it. That would be the only reason, right? Or am I wrong? Because how would you how would you list some, how would you list something that's found in raid when literally the whole game is found in raid? That's the game. You're always in the raid. I just I don't know. Specifically for barter items. Yeah, I think kind 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 of. Kind of. Basically we're saying find in raid barter for the time being anyway, right? Before any of the extra systems get added in, the way that you rebalance the economy right now. This is what this is so. This is the combination of our thoughts on this topic: is that you do finding raid barters for the top level stuff, and you make the secure container read only. I know I banned the secure container, but that's kind of like that's kind of part of it. Oh my god, he said he said the word. I know, um, but that's like. E- okay, so say that that's, again. That's, that's basically it. How you fix it's the fine, economy? It's finding raid barters for the top level stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think, honestly, I don't even think crafts. I think but, the M sixty one craft ruins things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so found. I think it would have to be finding raid barters only for things like now. M60. Are those like locked behind high level requirements through traders, or are those available at level one trader? That is an extremely good question. <laughs> because I'm of the opinion that found raid barters should be not locked behind high high level traders. Otherwise, we put way too much emphasis on leveling the traders. Yes, I think the traders should provide only... bonuses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what are these bonuses? Because the only question I have remaining is that, like, once we do all this, like, where's the progression other than your own progression and like you going to get the stuff yourself, which is fine. Yeah. That's its own progression, right? Like, that's 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 okay. It's like, um, <laughs> get freaking streets. <laughs> I think that's that's okay because you you define your own progression then in in some sense you still have skills yes. you still have levels yeah you know you still have your character getting better at various things you still have strength endurance all of that all of that kind of stuff recoil control whatever yeah and you have your time in game and you have the goals that you have and the progression is like your stash value going up because you're playing more and you're doing you know making sensible decisions and not dying killing other people and taking that stuff like so there's there's that but like yeah. A lot of these ideas kind of either remove the trader progressions. I think you know what? Okay, that, I'm fine with it. I well, just don't like. You, I don't like the trader system. You you can still have traders give you rewards for leveling them, but they can't be on the extreme side of the spectrum where they're giving you slicks at max trader level. What if instead the best armor you could get from max trader was a class three vest, the press vest, for example. I think people just wouldn't bother leveling them. Maybe. At all. It just wouldn't even be worth it, maybe. You'd need to do something. You'd, maybe you'd need something. Oh, uh, you hide out, though, actually. But the key... You'd need, the key, you need it for the hideout. Well, well, see, we're so used to having the best in slots, so just just bear, just imagine for me a sec. Let's say that Ragman has level four. Level one, he has the... M2 white armor vest, and then like a couple levels later, there's like the Paka, and then a couple levels later, at the very end, there's the Press Vest, and that's like the best you can get. And you can just buy it with cash. Because cash, you can 
currently you can convert anything into cash, whether it's the flea market or the trader 90% of the time, right? So now on the player economy side, the best we can get outside the raid is doing the progression system to Ragman, and it's unlimited access. I can buy it, I can fill my stash up. Whereas in-game, let's say that press was like a uncommon item, right? There would be like maybe raiders would have them now or something, right? That would be like yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's not a good example, but but so basically, like what you're saying, you can send kind of like most people wear level two, like all the time. You start out level two, and then the the sweet spot would be like three, and maybe just a little bit of four. But because four, it's really hard because four is like when it comes to ammo, you need the ammo to like sit below the armor, right? Because when it sits below yeah. the armor, it's like five to nine shots. And that like it it's more rewarding for the people when you land your shots. Like if they have the har- armor as it hit zones, you hit them in the stomach or chest, you know, or you hit them in the face, right? It's more mm. it rewards it punishes bad aim, rewards I don't know. This this is like man, this could go on forever. But it's, it's so like, complicated, right? And then it's like does EFT just become a headshot simulator? Like it's so it's so so many elements to this. Then it's like, does the does the shooting even? Is it just whoever sprays at the other person hits a headshot because everyone's just like fifteen yeah, shots to that's to kill. But Man, then, but like, then oh, now God. face shields become so much more meaningful. Those class three face shields, class two face shields, they become so more meaningful, man. And if you find one or something, then like yeah, because yes, right now, because like, the, like anything less than class three is just useless, absolutely useless. Oh, and the class three face class, shields are even basically useless. Four feels. Yeah, literally the the face shields is the ricochet chance. That's like all they're there for, in my opinion. Yeah, and to stop scabs from buckshotting you in the face. Yeah, it's like God, man. It's like man, man. If we could just like create like the middle class would be like just you would flood you flood the traders like the best the traders could provide was like some like decent middle class gear, but then like all the upper middle class gear is found in raid only, and then like the really good elite stuff, the really good stuff is like found in raid only and um yeah then you have like found in found in raid barters in between that you know it's just like god it would just bring so much more meaning and then like if we ever ever could get back to the point where we could barter like i could i could barter these found in raid items for other barter found in raid items you know does that make sense i know we can't do that now but if we ever got to that state it would be amazing, man. Because yeah, then I could be like, finding raid items for a barter. You can then use that. That's still finding raid because all those first ones are finding raid or something. Yeah, I could be like, hey, I got six measuring tapes, and I just want one found in raid wrench so I can complete this found in raid barter. You know, what I mean, and someone would be like, dang, six measuring tapes. That's really good. I can get blah 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 off all these. And it's like because we don't like when the game goes open world. What like. I don't know. It's just like, man, can we just like connect it a little bit? Because you know what? That's actually that's a really cool idea. And I don't know what the implications are of it, but the implications of having like the barters on the fleet be finding raid when they come out the other end. Like cash purchases, fine, it's gone. Barter bartering though continues and preserves the finding raid status. That's a kind of cool idea. And I don't know what the implications are. But maybe you would want the cash also. You know? Like I understand why we don't because RMT, but like 
I don't know. It's it's just so complicated. Oh, it's, it's, it's it's difficult. It's difficult. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. One other thing. One other topic. Separate from this. Separate from this. Okay. Just, just put a lid on this for a second. <laughs> Another thing that I'm not sure if I've ever heard anybody talk about. That I was just thinking about while I was wandering around doing other stuff, and I decided. I think the stashes are really weird and are a good idea, but don't work at all in implementation. All right, explain. So one of the issues when you come to Tarkov in the first place, and I had this problem, is that there's no loot basically anywhere. And you're like, I don't even know what to do or how to do anything. and then. Like, because I started playing Nature before the stashes, right? And customs was just like a barren wasteland, pretty mm-hmm. much. But now it's just like, oh, well, there's no loot anywhere, but that's okay. Because it is pretty, it is pretty sparse, honestly. Like, if you're looking at really any other Old game, customs. Loot, yeah. And even even new customs, like, is like the game is just quite sparse for of loot in general. But then when someone just says to you, oh, well, the, none of the loot's actually on the map, by the way. It's it's in these barrels. They're like in bushes and they're hidden. It's like it's such a it's such a bad new player experience. They want Tarkov to be kind of organic, right? That's what they want. But because it's another it's actually another issue with like the non-dynamic nature of the various things they've done. If they make the caches like random and not just random in the spots they're in, yeah, as in like mean. actually oh. randomized across the map. Like say there's like 500 spots maybe that they could spawn in and you get 12 and you might stumble upon, because that's what they're supposed to be for, right? It's like you stumble upon them and they might have cool stuff in. Mm-hmm. Like to have people doing stash runs through the map as like the main source of income on certain maps because and like, you know, low, low risk income. It's just so weird. And it implies a certain level of like player knowledge too, right? So it's like it's basically like middling in you know intermediate players that are like coming up and getting their money. Someone who like brand new turns up in the game, like scrabbling around in bushes for like barrels that might have random hate like slicks in them, is like I just find it I just find it really, really, really weird. And I, I know I know everybody's talking about Daisy and about how like, you know. Daisy had no loot either. But like you can go into like a ton of different buildings in EFT in a lot of maps and there is nothing in them. There's like there's nothing in a lot saying... of in a lot of places. Like once we're kind of used to it, right? We know like, oh, the toolbox has some stuff in it here, and there's some here, and there's you know, there's a Yeah, like what do you mean? But I distinctly remember playing as a new player and being like, there is nothing here. Like what where am I supposed to get anything? Like if you're in the trailer park bit on customs, for example, not trailer park, you know, the, the containers section, there's like two cases in the whole thing and there's like yeah. one weapons case in big red like on the ground floor or whatever like it's like there's, there's like nothing there so it's so you, you little have to stuff. go to the middle the new area has like a ton of yeah and some, of, some of the warehouses in the new area like fair enough they do have some they do have some stuff in them but it's like <laughs> i just find it i just find the, the the i just find the stash system so weird I don't think it does what it was meant to do. And people just like run it. What was it meant to do? 
Well, it's, it's meant to be kind of like good stuff where, you know, you, you stumble upon it and it's just like, you know, oh, there's a, there's a secret stash here. This is kind of cool. I don't think it was ever intended for people to p- plan routes through the map and hit all of them and then leave. You know what I mean? Because you can do like, and I've done plenty of that where you like run through interchange. You don't even go inside the mall. Yeah. You run past a load of random trees where there's just like, you know, the magical loot fairies just come and like plopped a load of good items in and then you just leave the map. Like it's so, it's so anti Tarkov and so, so strange. But wouldn't that be the logical conclusion? Once, like, because if they were intended to be something you stumbled upon, eventually everyone's going to find them and everyone's going to know about them. And that's why it's a problem, because that's why there should be like a thousand spots where they can appear and like 20 of them get like randomly, you know, distributed across the map on the on the load. You know, what I mean, like you should you should be stumbling upon them. You shouldn't be able to like pre-plan routes to them because at the moment, right, they're all in exactly the same spot every single time. And they have good stuff in they actually have good stuff in them. They do. They have they have decent stuff because it's a, really it's just a whole loot table, like everything yeah, can spawn in there. and. And it's good for new-ish players that have gone, man, this game's really hard. How am I supposed to do anything? Go to the wiki. Oh, just do some stash runs because they're really easy. What's a stash? Oh, it's a random barrel underground. And then you play. You would never have found on your own. Yeah. That gives you loads of random stuff, which then when you get to level 10, you can sell it all on the flea. And like sometimes you get some of the best ammo in the game. And it's like, okay, fine. But like, what like it's just it's just <laughs> it just doesn't even make any it's just doesn't yeah. make any sense right what, you, like if you had a thousand spots where they could spawn i'm just being you know, making an example and then you scattered like yeah 40 of them in those thousand spots you wouldn't be able to plan routes through the map to go and check like no one was going to okay. go and check all those things right because then it would feel much more random like the only reason why we know where they are is because everybody um it's because everybody's mapped them out yeah, yeah. Over such a long period of time, right? And they go, oh, there's one, there's one, there's one. If they were just like random, you wouldn't really be able to map them in that way because sometimes they'd be there, sometimes not. And like the actual chance of if you had a thousand and a thousand spots and only 50 spawned or 20 spawned, whatever, 50 spawned, then they'd only appear in that one spot every like, you know, 4% of the time. So it's not even worth going to half the time. But I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing you're suggesting. I would say one of the downsides, like I like, I like, I like your reasoning why it should be changed. One of the downsides would be it's a really big chunk of work for BSG to go through every map, add a bunch of spawns, because the spawns, if it's a stash, it needs to be not obvious. It's a hidden stash. It needs to be not obvious. Like, it can't just spawn in the middle of the open of, like, on the concrete of dorms. You know what I mean? And for them to find a yeah. thousand or five hundred spots, and then now they gotta randomize it. What if instead, all right, hear me out. I think you're gonna like this. Last week you mentioned about the open world challenge and having this like as a reward for progressing X amount of maps, I get to like cut out a little space in my, you know, menu stash and stash stash some items away. What if instead there was an item in a game called a, either a wooden stash or a blue container stash that you could put in your backpack, put items into it, and then on your way back in this open world Tarkov make-believe land that we'll probably never see, but maybe we will. God bless Nikita. You could place it and it would bury it and you have to remember the location and then come back to it later to get all the stuff out there. Dude, wouldn't that be awesome? Now now you've effectively solved the problem of this like loot pool slash guarantee loot spawn. Now it's like totally player-driven. Maybe you're like you know, just making, you're crawling through some bushes and all of a sudden, like, this blue barrel is in your face, like, hold up, wait a minute. 
this is a player stash and you open up and it's got slick m61s and you're like freaking out you know what i mean you know how great that would be dude you could just like maybe you could be like a stash hunter you just go around poking through bushes <laughs> like a true bush wookie looking for wooden that be, stashes that would, be awesome. dude, that would genuinely be, be so awesome, awesome. that it it may be more work or equally as much work as what you previously suggested because now you would have to have it like it would be an item you have to switch to and then there have to be like some visual guide of like a green outline of yeah. the stash and like it would have to be like geometry like it can't clip through certain things like it would probably be more work so that is kind of a downside but man it would be like oh god it'd be so cool dude that would that would be cool That'd be so that, that cool. would really really be cool yeah it exists in daisy yeah i don't know man it's yeah. tough dude that would be good I'm I'm actually going to have to wrap it up. I'm sounds afraid good. here. Um, I think there's something going on that I'm going to have to deal with. All right, sounds good. <laughs> but that sounds honestly, that sounds like such a such a fun thing. There's so yeah, many yeah. things that could be that could be done. Um, I, I I like that the community is really thinking about all this stuff now. It's 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 good to see all the different opinions. Yes, and, um, yes. And it getting like a decent high profile, you know. Yeah, for I sure. think it's I think it's cool. I think it's really really cool. So. I'm going to look forward to it. I need to watch more clean videos, I think. <laughs> oh my god, he is so based. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some good he's got some good opinions. Yeah, I, I good opinions. Love him or hate him, I just respect the uh the sheer opinionated nature of it all. So, yeah. And he's been talking about some stuff that, like, I've recently come thinking, like, oh, this is good. And it's like, oh, Clean's been talking about it for ages and that kind of thing. So I appreciate that he's been thinking about this kind of stuff for a long time, um, probably before other people have. So that's that's the, the part that I'm thinking, like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Guy, you know, guy deserves some credit for that. Sure. All right. We'll wrap it up there. And cool. yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Appreciate you guys hanging on a live show. This will be up Monday on the audio and video platforms. So. All right, bye. <laughs> See you later.